0: Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This episode is with 44Phantom and I am so damn excited for it. I didn't really know him too well. I found his music online. I really liked it. We started talking and he was down to do an episode. And I expected it would be a good conversation, but I am blown away by just how good it was. He is so young and his view on the entire music industry already is remarkable. I was so inspired by it. I was so impressed by how much he understands and how he views himself as an artist and the responsibilities he feels to make sure that he puts on a good live show and that he puts music first above being some personality on the internet or chasing followers like he is so genuinely a real artist trying to create music outside of genres i'm going to ramble if i get too too into it but i was just so impressed by him and it was such a refreshing exciting conversation to talk to somebody what i consider the next generation of up and coming artists it just gave me so much hope and excitement for what's to come next so I really hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So, with that, I'll leave you to it. Enjoy. Where are all my friends? Here we are. Forty-four. I am so stoked to be doing this podcast in person again, too, dude. We Thank were you. Talking man. about that, it's just a better vibe. Hundred oh percent. So my it's God. so awkward over Zoom because we had really just met, and I'm accustomed to it. Like I can talk to whoever on Zoom, whatever. But when you're like just first chopping it up with somebody. And you get like an internet connection lag or something like that. And you're just sitting there and you're like, sounds good. Cool album. Not a vibe.
1: Well, also, like, I'm like, I respect you for it. I still fucking suck at talking to people on Zoom. Mm. So like doing it in person is way better. Because I already like, sounds messed up. No offense, people. I don't really like talking to people like Uh, that. Like, I'm just not a, I'm nice. I like to be nice to everybody. I, you know, treat everybody with respect. I'm not a big people person. Interesting. Just, I think probably because I grew up in a small town. Yeah. Stuff like that. And so. Yeah, I don't know. Being in person is just a lot easier.
0: As you come up as an artist now, like, do you find that that's something that you almost have to like practice or just get over? Where you're just like, "Fuck it!" Like, I guess I have to get good at press.
1: Um, I actually think <laughs> I'm supposed to have press training at some point. Really? Yeah, but I don't know why. I'm really good at just not answering. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> just and so yeah. How do you feel about this? <laughs> fucking face. Is it? <laughs> you want my, my Billy Eilish dead face on?
0: Yeah, actually, though. No um wait so you just recently signed to a major right yeah yeah is that like part of it now in in signing with a major is that where they're like yeah press training or is that outside is that just your team uh it's
1: yeah it's them because i mean like i get it too like i don't want to say anything fucking stupid in an interview like dude i you know i i know these people really good at tricking you into saying shit so i i like to like not get caught with that but
0: I actually think that's so sick. Like, oftentimes people talk about labels, specifically major labels, as if they're like the biggest bad guys or anything like that. And really, they want the best for their artists.
1: Well, a big thing, too, is like the dopest thing. What people don't get about like a label is like, in a way, and this isn't a diss against labels. They're a fucking bank. They're a music bank, right? 100%. And what people don't get is like, okay, this is a music bank that's trying to help you make their money back. Right, don't get me wrong. Like, if you work with like shitty people or something shitty happens, that sucks. A, you should have learned the done the fucking research before you signed with them. You made that decision. Don't really blame anybody else but yourself. Like, there's a lot of people here to fuck you over for sure. But like, honestly, if like a major does something you don't want them to do, well, you signed the
0: contract to let them do that. How the fuck do you <laughs> get it this much this early in your career? I uh, got good people around me. I don't know. That's so-
1: I, I will say a lot of people, and I'm not saying this to big myself up but a lot of people say I act older I think probably because all of my friends are like 25 yeah I don't really hang out with people my age yeah like you kind of
0: like got that energy of like friends that have been in it a little bit longer all that yeah
1: I mean yeah like the, my like manager manager slash like distribution guy James is like really been like big on letting me know how everything goes and so it's like well which was cool though because he was an exec at 300 so he knows like both sides of it
0: yeah that's so cool. it's like yeah But I I don't know, I just, I feel like literally just in this little bit of us talking about everything, it's so rare to, is your age a public thing? Oh yeah, I'm 19. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like 19 years old, like it's rare that artists will get it like that. And I'm just curious, like, does that come from like early on in your life? Were you interested in music and the business and like, did you take time to understand it or was it just like rolling with the punches as it went and caring about your project?
1: I definitely was always like very music oriented first. Like honestly, I so like growing up, I I went I would like play shows when I was like four years old with my like older cousins' band, who was like twenty. Oh, so you like they I've like you've been in music your yeah. whole life, but then I like stopped until I was sixteen. I didn't think it, I thought it was a pipe dream. God, this isn't gonna work out. I should try and go to the NBA, a fucking 5'9 white kid trying to make it to the NBA. Yeah, that Whoa. that wasn't a pipe dream. Wait,
0: so you like had like basketball life for a second? Like, oh dude, I league? was a
1: three sport athlete. Basketball, football, baseball. I didn't give a fuck. I was going for one of them. Like whatever, mm. whatever would get me out of that shitty town. But that was like high school you. Like that was your way yeah. out when you thought about yeah. it was sports. And then like my sophomore year, I like made some shitty it's horrible song nobody can ever hear it again perfect but like yeah i made this like shitty like one take freestyle over this beat my friends were like yo like you should put that on soundcloud
0: like i'd listen to it and then here we are (laughs) holy shit so it was literally one song getting enough attention where you're like oh wait yeah
1: it was crazy because like my town had like
0: a thousand people in it at the time when i lived in like i lived in
1: a bunch of small towns but they're always small towns my town at the time had like a thousand people what state were you in? Oklahoma. I grew okay, up in yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, like sure. you got like
0: three big cities, maybe, in like all of it. Two. Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma City, city,
1: and-, city and and Tulsa. Yeah. I'm sure, there's one I'm forgetting. I don't know it's big. But city. you were not in that. Like you no, were some small town. I was in fucking rural Oklahoma.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. All my friends talk like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but eat dog. Yes, they do. I was, like, I was from Florida, and it was like a mix. Like we oh, had. Oh, dude, big Florida cities, seems so but- fucking weird to me. It's dude. like you're
1: either like in Miami, like. And it's a completely different place than fucking, like,
0: Tallahassee. I don't know. Dude. (laughs) Like, that's what it is, though. It's like, you'll be in, like, a city. Like, Tampa, St. Pete, Orlando, Miami. Like, those are, like, chilling. They're big cities. And then you go into the cut, and, like, y'all boys from Broward County, and they're, like, chewing dip with lifted trucks. And are we, is that similar? Or was Um, you just, it was just.
1: I will say, like, I'll give it to Oklahomans. Like, they're, like, generally, like, a lot, like, nicer. Like, don't get me wrong. There's some fucking bigots there. But it's, like you know they're in general people are actually like really nice there okay so that's cool. like it's kind of refreshing they're not like oh like you're from the city they're just like oh well you're probably from the city that i drive to once a weekend for a two-hour drive so it's like right yeah it's like like fucking florida it takes a while to get places so it it's does. like
0: it really does okay so small town you really thought it was going to be sports you put that one song out and what year? Because I oftentimes talk to people about feeling like SoundCloud is kind of dead.
1: It was like late twenty seventeen, so it's like peak SoundCloud.
0: Okay, yeah, that's peak SoundCloud.
1: Yeah, that's really. It was peak back SoundCloud. when I was listening to X and fucking yeah. Peep and yeah. everything like yeah, yeah that's my shit. Like yeah, it's... X dropped uh, fucking, I'm seventeen and I was like, oh my god, that's like the album actually kind of made me make music. Really? Which is dope now. Shout out Robbie. I've worked with the dude who produced like a lot of the songs that made me make music, which is wild. Did you have like a
0: moment with oh, that? Oh, dude, I told like, him. Wow.
1: I was like, because I walked into his house and he's like, plaques like Jocelyn Flores and like Moonlight and like this shit. And I'm like, dude, like these, you made the songs that made me make music. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, he's like, sick. Cause I think he just, I don't even think like my label hit him up or anything. I think he just found me oh, no on like shit. Spotify or some shit. I don't know. Maybe that's not true, but I think that like might be. And I was
0: like, that's fucking wild. That's so sick. That's cool, too. I like that you, like, point that out, too. I hate it when people are above being a fan of shit that inspires them. Like, I won't go crazy with it, but when I meet somebody that's, like, inspired me, I'll let them know. Oh, a thousand. It kind of sucks,
1: too, because, like, I mean, there's a there's a couple that, like, are still around. But, like, honestly, like, a lot of my biggest inspirations are dead. So that kind of, like, sucks.
0: Okay, this is a perfect transition, because here you are at 19, and a huge part of what I wanted to talk about in this podcast is... I listen to your music and I feel in, like I hear influences all over the place. Yeah. And I, I genuinely feel like you're the next generation of. I wouldn't even put a genre on it. I really wouldn't. Thank you. But you're you're the next generation of like fans are going to be finding you. You're going to be selling out tours. You're going to be influencing culture. Like I feel it. I fucking Thank see you. it. I, I, I Dude. And it's ah, it's just cool. Well, thank you and there isn't a name for it and just but like ah it just gets me excited but here we are and i'm like what like you're a solid generation younger than i am and i'm like where what were your musical inspirations like what did you find early what were you like i need more of this what blew your mind for the first time like what was that <sighs> all
1: right so like honestly until i was like seven years old it was a lot of like alternative rock okay I, I honestly i would hate I, I can't name a lot of the bands because it was just shit that was on around me yep. that my dad was listening to, stuff like that. Yeah. My mom yeah. had me on. It's like a lot of country, like Brad Paisley, fucking Sugarland, uh, the band Perry, fucking yeah. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. Dude. Taylor Swift, pop hooks. If you want to learn how to make pop music, go listen to Taylor Swift.
0: Okay. I don't want to sidebar it too hard, but favorite favorite Taylor Swift album. Uh which one's Love Story on? Because it's my favorite Taylor Swift song ever. Is it Red? No, it's before that's, it's Red. before isn't? Red. That's country Taylor Swift. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, that's even... I'm I'm a fake fan. When I only start, start at take
1: Red. take me somewhere we can be. Around. Yeah.
0: Bop. Dude. Bop. Bop.
1: I still listen to
0: it. I'm a real 1989 guy.
1: Oh, that's a fire album though.
0: Big fan. That's
1: the one she had. Uh, hey, me now we can pop
0: think, right? And then uh, Welcome to New York. It starts off. It's got that cool synth line. Boom, boom. Okay, anyway. So... <laughs> You listen to a bunch of country music, you're from Oklahoma, that makes sense to me. You had rock just as a young kid around.
1: And then when I was seven, my brother showed me Lil Wayne.
0: Oh, shit. And that's the first shit to blow my mind. Okay. Because I was like, how
1: the fuck is, like, even at seven years old, I was like, how does this dude come up with this much shit to say? Yeah. How does he make something that's so, like, normal sound so interesting? And, like, that's what got me, like, even, like, now, where I'm like, okay. Like when I'm writing a song yeah. and I know what I want to say, I say it in the most boring, plain conversational way you can say it.
0: And then I go, okay, now how do I make this sound cooler? Whoa. And that's a cool like, way to break it down. I've never heard anyone explain it like that.
1: And that's like, that's why I like, I love Drake. Drake does that shit all the time.
0: Yes. Like Drake,
1: like the, when people are like, Oh, like when Drake drops something or says something, people are like, Oh my God, I feel that I've been through that. And it's like, but he said it way fucking cooler than you would have said it. Like, yeah. like it's just, and that's like, where, like, kind of, in my opinion, like, the artistry comes out is, like, how do I say something I've actually, because anybody, like, I, don't get me wrong, I love, like, early, like, 60s music, like, Bob Dylan's my favorite, and this, actually, Bob Dylan Dylan's actually really good at doing what I'm saying, but, like, a lot of, like, older shit is, like, very, like, even, like, I love early 2000s punk music, but a lot of the shit was, like, so, like, dramatic or, like, I have fucking pretty dramatic music, but it was, like, very, like, just like all over the place shit where you're just making up this crazy wild story. And it's like, okay, it's not hard to make that sound interesting. Now make having a bad conversation with your girlfriend sound interesting. Everybody's had that. How do you say it in a new way? Nobody else has.
0: Dude, yet again, like, I love the way you look at music as a whole this early in your career. I'm like, who? The, where the fuck did you come from? What is this?
1: I feel like I just had a lot of time to think. I was in a town with a thousand people. I'd met them all. I was just like, I really <laughs> <cool?">
0: <laughs> you know everyone you're taking inventory.
1: Literally, like, yo, where the fuck is Bob today? God. Oh, he's usually they're... right here every day. <laughs> the <Holy>. same spot.
0: <laughs> How many, like, like, did you have, like, a big mall? Like, was it, like... Town of a thousand people, dude. We
1: had like we didn't have fast food, bro. There's not a fast food in the whole place. Okay, so like like, like
0: going to McDonald's was a special occasion.
1: Yes, holy yes, dude. I'm not even joking. Okay, I get it now. I get it. It's like
0: small town.
1: It is like it's one road, it's one street. Like there's Main Street. You go in and out of the town in a minute. Not even in a minute.
0: Okay, so this paints it even better. So like you're finding this music, you're obsessing with it, but like you're not you're not seeing people like make it. However, you have the internet at a much earlier age than I did. So you're finding these artists like Lil Wayne and Drake and like understanding lyrics at a level that that's crazy at that age you are. What is like the internet doing for you at that time too? Like, are you thinking to like look up artist interviews or like at what? I used to watch
1: all the No Jumper interviews, see what they thought about things. Drake interviews, Lil Wayne interviews, anything I could think to just understand the way they thought. Because like for two reasons, I wanted to look at the way they look at music and see if it's the same for me. Because what a big thing for me too is I don't want to, I don't want to look at music the exact same way Juice World did. I love the way he did it. That's why it worked for him. Yeah. I want to understand the way he looked at it. And A, I wanted to see, okay, do I have any similar type of mindset to these guys? Because there is a very common, common thing in your head. And as much as people are like, oh, you got to change your mindset. I don't care. That's not really a thing you can just do right so I was like you're gonna
0: be the core of you no matter what exactly
1: so I I wanted to see am I this type of person that could do this because the weirdest thing I I think with making it work out is like A you have to work hard enough you have to be smart enough to know how to work hard enough to do it and then just dumb enough to think you can
0: dude fucking facts because
1: like honestly like I catch myself sometimes I'm like telling myself man I'll be the biggest artist in the world and it's like wow that sounds fucking stupid and so crazy have you studied Kanye I, much? Yes. Dude. People can say what the fuck they want about Kanye. Like, A, the dude has bipolar disorder. Back the fuck off a little bit. And then B, like, do you know why Kanye is the greatest producer of all time?
0: Because when he was 17 in his bedroom, he was telling himself, I'm going to be the greatest producer of all time. Dude, and he dealt with so much rejection. And that was like his remedy of just constantly gassing himself up. People are like, oh, he has this crazy ego. You're like, yeah, he needed it.
1: That And that's what like... I. You know, especially like before stuff really started to get any type of buzz or anything, I was really like, very like, oh, I'm never gonna be like a dick. I never, I never wanna be rude to people. And I still like, I'm always nice to people off the bat, but like, holy fuck, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, oh, it's like, man, people will just walk all over you. Like, like, yeah. And it's kind of just like, you kind of have to have that like defense shield a little bit.
0: Dude, it's just, I, I, I this whole, the whole theme of this podcast is just gonna be how. you have the insight that you do at this age but damn like you're really painting this picture so with the internet side of it here's another part where like I really am curious is again I think that you view it in a very good way we were talking a little bit before the podcast started about like social media and just like how you look at it all but before we get to that the current like how old are we talking when you're on youtube like watching these interviews oh and- i
1: mean i was a big like i was a big Hobson fan when i was like 13 yeah yeah and yeah. so like i was really into like i would just watch like his interviews about his music and shit and it's yeah. like so i mean like 13 i really really dove into it yeah and then like all the way i mean i started watching when i was like 16 i first started making music i was looking up how how artists stuff so was mixed yeah like how they the making of this song like john bellion's the making of like he's the one of the craziest producers out. So I'm like, oh, how the fuck did he do that? Where'd this idea come from?
0: I'm obsessed with this like learning or just hearing your take on it because obviously, well, I guess I didn't have it that early, like internet, YouTube, finding stuff like that. But I feel like your generation has this incredibly cool advantage if you use it right of like there's so much information available if you care and if you're looking towards like the right things mm-hmm. and it's just cool to hear you explaining like what you were paying attention to that early and looking it up and i'm like starting to get it i'm like that's fucking sick
1: yeah i will say the the overabundance of information is a good and a very bad thing. really like i think like luckily i caught on to myself and like you really have to like especially like being able to watch the creation of like most major songs is so cool And then a lot of people are like, okay, now let me do exactly that. And what they don't get is, no, the way that song was made is why that song is cool. You got to make it in a different way. I watch it just so I'm like, okay, like either technical shit. Like, oh, how do they do these harmonies, right? Oh, how do they do that? That'd be cool to do on a song at some point in time. But a lot of times it's also just like, I just want to see how they felt when they made it.
0: Fuck, that's cool.
1: Because then I know like what type of headspace I really feel like I should be in or what's how I like. If I'm watching them, like a big thing for me, right, is when my music really started to get good is I didn't fucking make that song unless when I was singing the hook, it fucking made me feel something. And that was because when I would watch the creation of John and songs, he only made the song if the shit made him go nuts. Wow. Like whether it's something good, you, if you feel something bad, I want to feel something. Yeah. The songs that I make that I don't like that never come out are because I listen to it and this go, This does nothing for
0: me. You just don't feel it. No, it I'm like this. I, I want to feel mad. Emotion. I don't feel mad.
1: I don't feel sad. I don't feel happy. I don't feel like fucking bummed out. I, like it's just like, why would I put this out if it doesn't make me anything? And I made it. I should be the closest one to this song. Yeah. How the fuck is Jake right. from down Jake from State Farm gonna
0: feel? It like, <laughs> yeah. what do you? How do you feel about this, Jake? Because I would imagine it's fucking nothing. Like, yeah, literally. Yeah. Again, I love it with uh. With social media now, like something that I thought was interesting about you is, you get it. You play the game. You absolutely get it and do that well. However, I feel like you have a bit of a different take on like you're not obsessed with being influencer kid, and you're you feel a lot more like an artist to me than a like YouTuber or a content creator or TikTok anything. Like, well, I, I talk mean, to me about that.
1: I just feel like. For me, it's like I never want someone to be like, oh, he looks cool. Maybe I should listen to his music. Hmm. Oh, he's funny on TikTok. I should listen to his music. No, I want them to hear my music and go, wow, I really like this. Now let me look up his Instagram. Right. Now let me look up his TikTok. Yeah. That's cool. I never want to be a TikToker first yeah. or an Instagrammer first, because that's not who I am. If you meet, then when they meet me in person, they can be really let down when I'm not like, ha, let's take a selfie. Right. Ah, follow me. I'll follow you back. Let's DM about it. And I don't give a fuck. Like,
0: yeah. No,
1: like I, like it If I want somebody to be a fan of my music, I don't like, then a fan of me, not a fan of me, then a fan of my music.
0: Yeah. Because I'm
1: different every day. That song is going to sound the same in a week as it sounds now.
0: Do you feel that you like get bunched into that? Because obviously like you're involved and I feel like this whole next music scene coming up kind of has to play that part of like the necessary evil of learning TikTok and being good at it, et cetera. You're doing prom in hell and like that has a lot of kids that have come up on TikTok. Like, where do you find that balance?
1: Honestly, I just kind of don't give a fuck. Like, if you want to think I'm a TikToker, that's dope. I know at the end of the day, I'm not.
0: Yeah. So
1: it's like, I don't want someone to find me on TikTok and then find my music. But if it happens, it happens. If they still sure. lash on the music, they lash on the music, which is sick. It's just like, this is so corny and so stupid, what I'm about to say. It's such a fucking tagline. But like a couple months ago, I was out here in LA and like, I got to a point where I was like, yes, I still want to be huge in music. Still want to be as big as I can possibly be. Blow the lid off this shit. Change the fucking world. Duh. Yeah. But it's also like, for the longest time, I used to just have this like thought in my head. Like, oh, I want a sick ass bed. I love laying down in my bed. So I was like, I want a sick ass bed, right? And then I was like, doing all this shit, becoming, it almost started to make me feel like a different person. And I was like, it was literally hard to sleep at night knowing some of like, the shit I had to like do. It's not like, really bad shit. It's just not shit that the person I am would want to do.
0: Like you found your values changing a little bit?
1: Not in the core, but in what I was doing. Yeah. And and then I was like,
0: you found your actions changing.
1: Yes. And I was like, I just want to be able to sleep at night. I don't care what that is. Swear to God, I would rather sleep on the street and be happy with the person I am than sleep in a fucking king size bed, knowing I fucked over a bunch of people to sleep in. it.
0: Yeah. That is kind of a good tagline, but yeah, that's, (laughs) I might (laughs) use in a song. But but like first, Uh, No, dude, like, that's cool. And I I think about that as well of where people are from. Like, I wonder if because you did grow up in a small town and you learned real values first there, if that was an influence on it. I I wonder where that comes from. Like so many other people you're surrounded by it all day. Yet you are you have your own values. And here you are doing this for you. And it feels so real. Like, I, I oftentimes think about that, like where that comes from in people.
1: I mean, love my mom. Thank you. She taught me well. Um, But also like me and my family were just always really close. Went through a lot of shit together. And you kind of realize like, I know I just started this podcast with I'm not a people person. That really just means like I'm not into crowds of people. Like it just makes me uncomfortable. Like, you know, I I love people. Like people like that they're they're the best thing in the world like that's the reason this world no, really that, goes around but it's like I feel you it's, but it's like, there's a
0: difference like you don't want to be small talk guy you don't want to put no, on a show like, it's I, like, like real I'm, connection exactly sure. so it's
1: like going up in a small ass town like there's not a mall
0: yeah.
1: there's not nobody's playing shows right there. no nobody cares about instagram that much all you have are people and who they are and you really learn to respect those people there's a lot of fucking people i didn't want to have a conversation with that i did and i ended up being friends with them i ended up really liking them yeah i guess it really just taught me to have like a certain respect level for people and that's the one thing that i'm like i never want to lose like through all the shit that goes on i I, you know you see these people pop off and hey i get it this fucking shit is so stressful but it's like at the same time like i'm never going to be that person that's mad i have to do yeah yeah like this is this person's whole fucking year made right now. Dude. Like, who the fuck am I to take that away from them?
0: Dude. Like,
1: I know what it's like growing up in that small town and being so fucking psyched to go to a Post Malone show. He might not have wanted to do that fucking show, but he did it.
0: He's another great example because there's
1: 100,000 fucking people in that arena that that's their whole fucking thing they're going, that's their event. That's what they're going to talk about for the next fucking five years of their life. Yep. And it's like that
0: moment. That I don't, five minutes you need to exert, or whatever amount of time is so much more time to make somebody's day. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Like, I would like, honestly, I mean, in fucking life, how much shit do you do that you don't want to do? For nobody. True. For yourself. Yeah. So, how hard is it to do some shit you honestly might not feel like doing at that moment? But instead of just doing it and feeling like shit after it, you do it and you may not feel great, but that person feels great.
0: Yeah. It's funny, like, again, right before we started recording this, I was saying it's super fun for me to talk to artists that are like on that come up and it's like there and it's happening in the moment. And I'm hearing you say this and I'm like, please never fucking lose this because like if you keep going with the music you're making and this attitude, I'm like, it's going to happen. He's going to be the biggest artist.
1: Oh, thanks. That'd be so sick if it happens.
0: (laughs) You heard it first. Whoa. Wow um no that's that's really really cool and on that too i wonder like you came from the small town yeah you came out to la a couple years ago now but on the timeline have you been able to play like live shows and shit never played a live show
1: oh my god not since i was four years old my cousin's band so
0: oh are you like so what's your view on that are you like dreaming of going on tour like is that like yeah okay yeah oh my god like
1: because a big thing too is like especially with covid and everything is i feel like i've put like all this work and effort into this music. Hey, don't get me wrong. Streams are dope or whatever, but it doesn't feel real. It's just a number on the screen. Yeah. It's like, I'm ready to fucking have people at my show singing what I wrote because that's a fucking trip to me. Even when my family does it, I'm like, I fucking like made the words you're singing right now. Like if I could go back in time and change that word, you'd be singing something different right now. It's so wild.
0: Dude, that's like, I, I feel, I look at this a lot. Like I did that version three tour back in 2019 and it was a lot of my friends that had never toured, right? It was like, 93, Shinigami, Family Pet, Savage Gasp, and a lot of them had never played a live show before. And what I saw interesting was like, that's what got me into music. I was skateboarding and building cars and I I never was good at music. Like I can't Mm -hmm. play a chord. I'm pretty sure I'm actually tone deaf, but I (laughs) went to, Oh dude, like actually, but I went to shows and I felt the energy and like getting into like a mosh pit or just like seeing some band and like feeling that energy and being in a crowd and feeling like you're in this community and then going like to bigger and booger shows. And that to me was what brought me into it. Mm-hmm. So I look now at your generation and I'm like, no question, next up, like you guys are going to evolve music. But there's this almost this missing element of it's all happening right now on the Internet. And.
1: The especially they all make fucking punk music, and I'm like, dude, those drums are gonna sound so much doper live. Yeah, you get like, it. Like, you get it. Like, like wait till someone fucking it hits them in the face yes. at a show. That's when shit goes crazy. Yes, like it really is. Like the missing and that's gonna see. That's gonna be what what decides who actually succeeds. Because I'm really hyped to see if like I actually know some of these kids can sing. I was pretty surprised. Yeah, but like some of them I've not heard great things, so I'm interested Correct. to see what happens live there's
0: a lot more that comes with it past just like can you sing it's do you have the endurance and the stamina to play a whole set do you have i mean I, i wouldn't put this specifically on the artists i think that there should be more attention on making sure that they're good but like the mental health and the stability to be out on tour for a long amount of time and keep it together like there's a lot of other factors that go into it yeah but it's a huge part of music that I think that like there's, I don't want to say a responsibility directly on you, but there will be certain artists that evolve it and that bring touring to the next level in your generation. And I'm so like, I'm obsessed with that.
1: But even at the same time, I would 100% say that responsibility is on me.
0: Really? It is completely on me. Like at the end of the day, like this is the way I see it,
1: right? At the end of the day, if I'm doing a show, right? Right. There has to be a level of trust with the people around you that they know what they're doing. They're going to try and make the show as good as possible. Absolutely. But if you think there's something that makes it better, that's on me to say. That's on me to do. Because what I'm trying to do is give those people in the crowd the best night they've ever had. Yeah. That's on me to give them that. Yeah. Because what happens is even if the guitarist fucks up, nobody's going to go home and go, man, that guitarist really sucked. They're going to go home and say, 44 Phantom sucked. That's, and yeah. at the same time, if that guitarist kills it, they're probably not going to go home saying that guitarist killed it. They're going to say 44 Phantom killed it,
0: that's right? True.
1: So at the same time, in the same way that if the people around me do what they're supposed to do, I look good. If the people around me do, don't do what they're supposed to do, I look bad. It's my job to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do because I want these people to have the best night they've ever had.
0: Yeah, that's facts. I lo- Again, I love, the, I-, I love the perspective. And the other, the other part of that, too, that I think is cool is you as an artist Mm -hmm. Like have that that urge to go out and tour and like kill it. But also the fans that you are making are going to be in that like I don't know anywhere from like 15 to 21 ish bracket. Mm -hmm. I mean obviously it changes but you are going to have the responsibility to be somebody's first show. Oh Disney, shit, I
1: never thought about right? that. Wow. And that's
0: what I learned when we did that tour was these kids came out and they had never had the chance. Like obviously the artists hadn't had the chance to perform. These kids, these fans coming out had never had the chance to see their favorite artist perform. And that was so much pressure on us to make sure the show was good. Yeah. Because the the economy, the the ecosystem of music and live music, it's a two-way street. Yeah. That energy, like the fans need to be excited. There needs to be a reason to come to a show. You need to go back and feel it and want to go to another show. And that's where I look at your generation. And I'm like I, talking to you and you having this attitude. I'm like, all right, we're fucking good. It's going to keep going. Shit, I
1: hope so. Now it's a lot of pressure. Isn't
0: that fucking crazy? <laughs> that though? is crazy. I, I I can't
1: believe I never thought about that. Yeah. Because I, I I didn't go to a concert, like a, like a real concert until I was like 17. 18.
0: I, I was maybe like 15, but like yeah. small. Yeah.
1: And I do honestly, it was a Easy show and he had live drums
0: and right? Uzi was there until he killed it and like that was probably now in your head of like that sets a bar or you understand that live show and you experienced that Literally. and now you will have to carry that but like
1: and it's really honestly like obviously I want to have a vocally good show but dude I've been to some shows where it's like their vocals were shit I didn't get... no it's the energy it's man the energy. it's the fucking energy like I've heard people play some shitty songs and I'm like I guarantee you nobody in this fucking place listens to that song when they leave but it sounded fucking sick live like this song. shit was such a bop. Dude. Like there was one concert. I'm not going to say who someone dissed anybody. I went to their concert and I was like, man, this song fucking sucks. But it's a slapper right now. Like, yep. it's a bop. Went back home, Listen to the song. Fucking hated the song. It sucked. And everyone listened to it again. But then I was like, "But it, it was fucking hard live.
0: That's always the worst feeling when you hear a song live and you're like, this is the coolest shit. And then you go and hear the recorded version and you're like, damn it. Because you can't get that live no, one back. No, you
1: can't. See, this this is what people don't get. This is where really, really popping off and becoming a big sustainable artist comes from, I think, is your shit has to sound good on record and even better live. Dope. Right? how do you fucking like like a lot of shit sounds great with live instruments because they sound great they're literally made to sound great they're made to sound pleasing to your ear and it's like i want someone to hear a song for the first time at a show and go i gotta fucking listen to that and not be disappointed when they do. dude
0: i you're i feel like you're like a, a famous dead artist reincarnated or something i don't fucking get how you get all of these pieces thank you it's fucking crazy Wonder but who like, I, am. I don't know maybe i don't know i don't know but That's exactly what I wanted to talk about in this podcast. And that's kind of what stood out to me. Like even I was listening to a lot of your music earlier today. And I was kind of like trying to find the comparisons and be like, oh, what genre does it fit in this and this? And I'm like, it's just not. Like it's just good. And I
1: well, not to cut you off. I get so fucking annoyed when I walk into and I've done this before too. So I'm fucking but I never like the song when I end up doing this. Is even when we make songs, we never go, okay, what genre should it be? yeah genres are made to guide the listener not the artist and people get it so flipped it's so stupid it's like that should be like that's just telling somebody if they're in a mood if somebody really likes pop music they want to listen to some pop shit that does not mean it has to sound like every fucking tiktok song in the world that does not mean it needs to sound like this when we make songs i just we just go in the room start playing shit and see how it happens yeah like i have a song that has fucking pop snaps yep into fucking rock drums and yeah that's like Because that's what fucking sounded the best. I don't care what fucking genre. Right. Somebody wants to call it a rock song, call it a fucking rock song. I just call it a song.
0: Right. But then like you'll still use 808. It's like it doesn't feel like you're like limited to anything.
1: Because in my opinion. All right. So when you're when you're at a live show. Yeah. The the fucking bass is so overwhelming that like the live bass is so crazy. But when you're mixing it, you really can't make it sound like that. You can't make it sound that fat. Right. Right. So in my opinion, 808 sounds like on record what what a bass sounds like live. So even though we'll do a lot of this shit with live bass, I put an 808 on the recording so you get the low end you would live.
0: Holy shit. So then when you play this stuff live, there's the chance that you don't run like an 808 track. Like you'll just have somebody play live bass. Oh my God. This man. Oh, full live man live.
1: Wow. Yeah. If they like told me to do a show like just with a backing track, I'd honestly probably be like, no wow i want a live band otherwise it's not going to sound like what even when i make songs like it's not like i'm not like oh i want to make this to where it's a great live song yeah but at the same time i want to make it to where it's a great live song so it's like i mean i use a lot of live sounding drums a because i like the way they sound b because like i want it to sound fucking crazy live like so it's really just into like how is this going to transition live
0: dude dude i love that And I feel like, again, this is the snapshot of you right now in this career at 19. Like, I'm so excited. We have to do the follow-up after your first tour. And I have to be like, tell me everything. Okay, I will. A spot that I like to conclude with or like looking at it right now, again, like this is just like a moment in time. There's Mm -hmm. so much more to your artist project. But thus far, if you look at the whole thing. If you either would go to like a spot of some amount of turmoil or uncertainty, or even if you could just go back to like young you looking up YouTube videos, kind of figuring it out. Is there a spot that you wish you could go back and give yourself some piece of like advice now or even that you could give to like an aspiring artist in a similar spot?
1: Absolutely not. Really? got to figure it out your own way. That's the only way you're ever going to be you. I had to figure shit out. I had to take those L's. I had to have, like, I don't want to go back in time and tell myself, don't give up or don't feel bad about this. It's going to work out because then I probably wouldn't have worked as hard. If I knew it was going to work out, I wouldn't have kept, I wouldn't have stayed in my, I, I went, I started like doing online school at halfway through my sophomore year. I moved out to Washington with my mom and I was there until a few months ago. I did that and then locked myself in my bedroom and made music. I remember posting songs and getting 60 plays the first day and being bummed as fuck. But that's why I made a
0: new one and posted it a week later.
1: I don't want to go back in time and tell myself, keep your head up, buddy. Fuck no. Put it down. Make it make you work harder.
0: Out of the hundred episodes of this show that I have done, no one has hit me with that answer or anything like that. And that just fucked me up in the best way. <laughs> that was so goddamn cool. Thank Damn. You. Bro, I feel like we did the thing. This was amazing. Like, Thank you for having me, man. Honestly, I'm so honored. And like, I wasn't ready, right? Like, because I'll, I'll, I'll find mm-hmm. things that I like and I'll just be like, I don't know. I have a feeling I'll, I'll hit them up. I'll see if it's good, whatever. And talking to you was just like above and beyond anything that I could have thought. like Props to you for having the fucking mindset you do at this age. I'm, I'm legitimately shit. Thank you, bro. Shit. Yeah, I
1: was having a shitty day before I came here. It's
0: actually made me feel better. Yo, <laughs> let's go. Thank you, dog. Bro, thank you so much. Oh, I almost went for the this. Wow, that would have been so awkward. Right. We, we adapted. No yeah. One no one will know.
1: If you're a real artist, you adapt.
0: So there you have it. 44 Phantoms episode. I hope you liked that one as much as I did. I was so blown away and inspired and excited by everything you had to say. It's just cool to see this next generation of music have such a vision and be doing it so well. So if you liked this episode and you made it here to the end, do me the massive favor of sharing it with your friends. Word of mouth has been the entire way that this podcast has grown and it's gone so well thanks to you. So thank you. On that same note, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple, take that second right now to do so because that helps so, so much. So I'll just wait here real quick while you do that. You wanna? I think if you're watching, you just hit that little, is it, it's, pro- it's under it, right? It's like to the bottom right there. And then if you're, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple, I think you got to open the app and scroll. So just go ahead. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then scroll. And then, yep. Oh, you, you wanted to rate it and give a thumbs up too. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I'm not going to argue. Thank you. All right, cool. So by now I have figured that you have subscribed and that you have rated it or hit a thumbs up. Thank you so much. And another thing is I love getting suggestions of people to interview and talk to from y'all. So if you have any ideas, any suggestions of other guests that should be on the show, please hit me up, DM me, let me know who you want to hear from. I have so much fun talking to new people that I don't know that you guys suggest. So please do let me know there. Let me know if there's anything that I can do to improve the podcast. I'm always trying to make it better. Think that about says it. Thank you for real for listening and subscribing. And I will be back next week with another episode.